0: What's a toolbox? A toolbox is a box full of tools that you use to build something great. Do you want to build your real estate business into something great? Something massively profitable and productive? Well, we've got a toolbox for you. Basically, we've collected all the tools that the rock stars of the past have given to us over the years. And uh, many times these tools come in the form of a checklist. They come in a form of a postcard that they're sending out that's very different and extremely effective. Uh, They come in many different forms, and, and many of you have gone online to the show notes and downloaded these toolboxes. The challenge is you have to go back through each episode to each show notes on the website and download them one by one. Well, I've put them all together. And I've created the Real Estate Rockstar Toolbox. And I'm giving this toolbox away free. Tons of items of utility from many of our past rockstar guests. All you got to do is go to hybindigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybindigital.com backslash toolbox. Or I'll make it easy. Simply text toolbox to 444 That's toolbox to 444 Use the tools that the Rockstars are using to make more and more commissions every day. All right, Rockstar Nation. We have a bunch of reviews I got to read over. I got a little behind on these. Thank you in advance to everybody that gives reviews. Please go on iTunes or Stitcher. Give us a review and subscribe. The more subscribers that we get higher our rankings and the easier it is to get top-notch guests Uh, some guests do not come on the show unless you have a certain amount of downloads or you rank certain places so thank you for that it has allowed us to get uh, barbara corcoran and robert kiyosaki and some of these other great guests okay so i got one from a pablo sells arizona pat It's a home run with every podcast. He has perfected the knack of interviewing the stars of real estate. The diversity in his guests brings a ton of gold nuggets, ideas, processes, and motivation for any real estate agent. As a devout podcast listener, Pat Hyben is at the top, and his rock stars always deliver great insight. Don't stop rocking. Thank you, Pablo. I got uh, Calvin Pringles from Tampa Bay. Currently, trying to obtain as much knowledge as possible. I am at the beginning of my real estate career. Your podcasts are providing everything, and I'm learning so much about real estate. Looking forward to meeting you in the future. Thank you, Calvin. Real estate polyphony star. I don't even know what that is, but I think it's good. And the radio is off, and Hyben is on right on. Thank you for you and your guests for giving back so much. Every episode has taught me so much. As a new agent, I can't thank you enough. Rocking it. Vic Campbell or VC Campbell. Amazing insight to the world of real estate. I can take several gold nuggets from each podcast and implement into my own strategy. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Vince. Thank you for all you do, Pat. Lance Gordon. I feel like I've been doing this for years even though I first started. Thanks to the vast knowledge I'm gaining... From listening to your guests, I've learned great scripts, creative marketing, and I've successfully implemented them all. I've gained knowledge on other real estate topics such as the lending industry, flipping buy-and-holds, and so much more. I listen to every episode, even if the description doesn't pertain to my job as a rookie real estate agent. Thank you. Superb interviews with great content. Smiling Vinnie. Pat, thanks for bringing excellent... Information and content in your podcast. You are helping followers greatly. Keep up the great work, Vinny Chopra. Pat is the man, Dwayne Delpleach. Down to earth dude. I like that. Down to earth dude. Love how he deep dives into everyone's business. Keep rocking it, Pat. Team leader, K Brett. Team leader, K Brett. Kevin Blaine. Pat is amazing. Great podcast. And a guy that not only knows real estate, but also rocked it in real estate as an agent himself. Great host, William H. 1987. Pat is clearly a very knowledgeable and well-versed host. He treats his guests with respect and gets the best details from the real estate agents. Keep it up, William H. Hey, this is awesome. This is great, man. And by the way, all these are five stars, which I appreciate. Listen, even if you want to come on here and give me a one star and just say, you know, whatever, Pat's too casual or whatever, you know, do it. I need reviews. I need the, the more, the better. We need to get up over 200. So some of our competitors are way up there and I just need your help. Thank you so much. If you feel like you're getting something that you're using and it's helping you make commissions and become a better real estate agent, please take a minute today, reach out, get on iTunes, get on Stitcher, give me a review. Thanks guys, let's get to rocking, we got a great guest today, let's hit it hard. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest coming out of Kirkland, Washington today. Nicole Mangina is on the line, and she has been knocking things dead out that way for 20 plus years, and we're going to dive deep into uh, the secrets to her success. So, Nicole, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars.
1: Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. Hey, um,
0: Nicole, why don't you give everybody a little bio on yourself so they can get to know you better?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am in Kirkland, Washington, which is right outside of Seattle. I've been doing this, gosh, 21 years now. It's the only thing I've ever done. I went to school, got my degree in nutrition and chemistry, and then decided to get into real estate because I think that's how it happens for everybody. Nobody grows up thinking real estate's the way to go, and then you just kind of end up there. But what I can say is I wouldn't trade it for anything. I just love it. I think it's the greatest career
0: out there. Yeah, it's funny. Everybody, you know, people not in the business kind of ask, think there's a story about how you've uh, always dreamed of being a real estate agent or at least for me about how, you know, I've always loved houses or loved fireplaces and kitchens. And it's so far from the truth. You know, I have very little attention to detail when it comes to cosmetics of a house and that sort of thing. So it's definitely not something a lot of people dream of becoming it just kind of happens the universe just brings it to us you know
1: it, it does in fact it's funny i train agents as well as selling real estate and the agents who get into it because they love looking at houses that's actually usually a red flag <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there's so much more that goes into it than looking right at houses. they really should be stagers or something
0: right <laughs> right <laughs> all right so let's get some nitty gritty so like how many houses did you sell last year
1: you know, I do about thirty houses a year.
0: Okay, and all thirty, right? Pretty mm-hmm. much are all repeat and referral.
1: They are, yeah.
0: Okay, so like, how? What was your? I like to call it the ECI, your ego commission income. What was your gross commission? How much did they all add <laughs> up to?
1: Uh, it was about four hundred and fifty thousand um in gross commissions our my average price point last year was i think 650. So i am certainly blessed to live in a market where houses are expensive. So that's yeah. nice when selling them.
0: Absolutely. And <laughs> and so then what is your profit margin?
1: You know, i knew you were going to ask me that. I should have looked that up. I didn't. So i could guess. What i can tell you though is my i run very lean. Um especially because my uh, business is repeat and referral. I'm not spending a ton of money to bring in leads um, or anything like that. You know, I've got my marketing yeah. expenses for listings and things, um, but I don't have a big staff and I don't spend a lot of money to bring in clients.
0: Right. So it's just, it's just you, right? You're essentially a solo agent and you have now, are, do you have your own brokerage or you pay, do you pay a broker or?
1: I pay a broker. I'm with a company, Windermere Real Estate. It's a local company here in Seattle, and then they've kind of branched out along the West Coast. So now I do that, and I've had full-time assistance over the years. Quite honestly, technology has gotten to the point where I don't really need a full time assistant anymore. I do outsource like I've got a marketing gal who helps me with some of my online and print stuff. So I have, you know, people on the side that I can outsource things to, but I don't have, you know, a full time assistant who's in my office every day.
0: Now, that's great. And I think that there's a fallacy out there about, you know, the need for that. I I don't know, have you ever do you use Upwork? Or how do you what do you use to to get your people or get somebody to help you here and there part time?
1: You know, it's just, it's it's all been referral right because what I found is you know the tricky part sometimes about having an assistant is you need them to wear so many different hats that the reality is they're usually good at a couple things and not so awesome at others which I think you can't even really fault the assistant you know by the time you ask them to do all those different things or you know so I found that I'm better off to go find the special like the marketing specialist yeah Even though they're more expensive on a per hour basis, they do much better work and they do it so much faster. It's better to do that. And then, you know there's always that group of new agents in the office. I just hire them on an hourly basis whenever I need help, right? I need someone to sit at an inspection or I'm out of town with my family. And of course, there's always a buyer who finds their dream house when you're out of town. Right. So I just, I just hire the new agents and I pay them on an hourly basis. It gives them some experience and allows me to cover things. And I've just found that for today, that's the right plan for me
0: yeah and they and they learn right yeah I mean, they learn they do. what do you what do you like pay them per hour
1: you know i actually i actually pay a hundred bucks an hour okay. which so you pay is them. a fair amount of money but i figure you know what i need two or three hours here or there i want it to be worth their time and be happy to show up and see, meet my clients
0: right and it's high value stuff too you don't you know yeah. i mean at the end of the day you're out of town you don't want to worry about you know, them screwing it up. So, you know, for a hundred dollars an hour, you can get a solid agent, you know, who, who looks professional and acts professional to help you out. You know, you start, you start cutting the cost way down on that and uh, you're going to get what you pay for.
1: Exactly. And I want my clients to still have a good experience, whether I'm in town or not. So at the end of the day, it still is way under what I would be paying an assistant so I feel like I'm coming out ahead.
0: And, and I love the idea of part-time specialists. I mean, I've I've totally embraced that with my new training company, uh, Rebus University. In that, you know, I use Upwork, and uh, you know, I can find someone who only does emailing. You know, and she can work five hours a week for me, but she works forty hours a week for ten other people only doing emailing. I can find someone who only does writing for blogs, someone who only does social media, someone who, you know what I mean? And they're they're that much better because they're specialists rather than generalists.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's for me, it just seems like the way to go anymore from a result standpoint, for sure.
0: Absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, All right. So let's get into some nitty gritty then about like, like how you, you know, how do you sell the houses that you sell uh, consistently, year in, year out, uh, you know, all from referral. And it, it's obviously, whenever you have a referral-based business, there's a, your profit margin's huge, you know, right. um, because there's really not a lot of expenses. Your risk is really low because you don't have costs that you're beholden to. You really don't have any, right? I mean, if you get a listing, you, you you're beholden to the cost of that listing. But if you don't have a listing, then you're not. So you're, your, your risk ratio is really low. So, so how do you, how did you create a referral-based business and and what do you do to maintain it?
1: You know, I'm a big believer. I think this is a consistency game. Success in real estate is all about consistency and it's about generating contacts. Uh, And that is, those are the two things that I really excel at. You know, I can't tell you that I'm like this big rocket scientist, but what I can tell you is I'm really good at getting up and doing things day in and day out. I remember years ago, and there's there's a lot to be said for, you know, live interaction. It's so funny. I think with the internet and apps and all of this kind of stuff, we've kind of gotten away from that. Meaning we feel like if we just send the right email or if we just do the right Facebook post that, you know, the phone's going to ring and that's all of this stuff is going to happen. And I'm a huge believer in social media. I can track a lot of my business back to social media, but it's the approach that you have, meaning I show up every day and I ask myself, you know, how can I, how can I serve my clients and how can I be in contact with more people? Um, and we're just really entrenched in our community. And so I think it's, you know, the more you're around people, the more it keeps you top of mind.
0: Okay. So talk to me about your community. Like are all your listings within a couple of miles, all your buyers? I mean, how far do you go? That sort of thing.
1: You know, my circle has gotten pretty small, but I also mm. think that's a, a time in the business thing, right? I've been doing this 21 years. Certainly my first couple years in the business, you're like, have license, will travel, right? And you're, yeah, you're right. all over the Yeah, place. you got to
0: be a junkyard dog, you know? And, I, yeah, and I, right? I did that when I first started, yeah.
1: You know, I'm schlepping all over the place to sell houses and yeah. I was thrilled to do it. But as I've been in the business more, you know, I've got, been able to get more entrenched in my community. We also have... Um, two boys, they're fourth grade and seventh grade, super into sports. So there's just lots of things. You know, my husband is really involved with the Boys and Girls Club. There's just a lot of things we do that keep us in touch with a lot of people in our community.
0: Right. But at the same time, it's not. Um, it's just not by osmosis, or is it? Is it you, you just kind of live and the referrals come? Or are there anything specifically that you're doing Even if it's, you know, what you're saying or what you're doing, uh, you know, on the sidelines of a soccer game or, you know, or as you volunteer or what have
1: you. Yeah, for sure. Yes, there's definitely a lot of intention that goes into it. Um, I think there's two main things that I do. And keep in mind, you know, a lot of times when I'm interacting with people, it's more focused on ford right which is that relationship kind of conversation that ford acronym stands for family occupation recreation dreams um so that's what i'm focused on a lot of the time when i'm interacting with people meaning i'm not showing up to the baseball game and you know looking at everybody on the bleachers going hey somebody's buying and selling this week. who's the <laughs> lucky winner
0: <laughs> please come to um, me i'm a magnet you know right exactly. please please um, come
1: Yes. One of my biggest soapboxes in real estate is previewing. I think there's nothing that beats knowing your market and being in the inventory. No matter how good the pictures get and how fancy our videos are, you've got to be in the inventory, which means when I show up and I have random conversations with people, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. But I, for years, like probably my 18 years ago, I started a funnel and I'll be honest, mine is an Excel spreadsheet because they started this thing before they had all the fancy trackers, you know, mm-hmm. and- yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, but, and I like something that's tactile and tangible, but I really believe the money in real estate is made in your warm list. Meaning your hot list are your active buyers and sellers. And you're not going to mess that up because they're there every day, right? You are, you know, you've got a a listing on the market or a buyer who needs to find a house in the next 30 days. You're totally on top of that. But then there's this warm list, right? Like maybe it's somebody who you met at a cocktail party over the holidays and they mentioned their kids were graduating in the spring and they were going to be empty nesters. Their potential clients, right? Or, you know, that person who mentions at the baseball field, God, I saw that house. And, you know, we'd really like to move to something at some point with, that has a water view. Or, you know, there's all of that stuff out there. So those are your warm list people, they're going to do something, you don't necessarily know if you're 30 days out, or, you know, six months out. But how do you stay in touch with those people? Those people go on an Excel spreadsheet for me. Right? It's all of those people that I interact with, that are have a higher probability of doing a real estate transaction in the next 12 months. Something,
0: something in the next 12 months. Okay, yeah, Yeah, and I get this, and I want to back up a little bit. So, you know, essentially what you're doing is your goal is to try to take people from randoms or cold Mm -hmm. or no ones where you're just looking at them in the bleachers wondering in your head, two warms and the way you do that is you use the old afford which is a family occupation recreation dream where you're that gives you a reason to open your mouth because a lot of people even if they're insecure speaking to people uh, gives mm-hmm. you a focus which is which kid is yours right right yeah, um, exactly. number 12 and you say oh she's so cute you know i've seen her you know she really goes at it and Then. What do you do for a living? Then, uh, what do you guys do besides soccer? Do you play any other sports? And you know, where do you want to be in ten years or whatever? Well, you know, where, vacations, blah blah blah. So you you use that. Then you, the next thing you know, you find out through the Ford process, and letting them know you're a real estate agent that you, you basically start talking about uh, houses, right? Or, or since you've previewed. You know, do people just automatically say, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a house on our street for sale or whatever. Tell me how, you know, knowing the market and previewing the market uh, helps with with your process.
1: It, you know, it helps in a lot of ways. The, the first thing it does is it just changes your confidence level when you show up with people, right? You know, when you happen to talk to somebody and they say, oh, this is what I think I want. And, you know, when you can say, oh, I, you know, I was in a house last week. In that neighborhood, or that fits this, or fits that, you know, it just you a you feel more confident. But you will notice a physical reaction in that person when they go. Oh, she totally knows what she's talking about, right? Or something like that. So it's it's a lot of that. And even like last week, you know, one of my um, girlfriends, I know they really want to move to a house with a water view. Well, these two amazing water view houses just happen to come on the market the day that we were scheduled to go for a walk and it was just a purely catch up walk this was not you know like we're talking about real estate but we get together i'm like hey these houses came on the market let's walk over it's on our walk let's stop in and take a look at it she's like okay um you know so we go do that kind of stuff so Sounds you know fun. and obviously, yeah, yeah. it's super fun and you know i'm getting my referrals as well obviously for people like hey this person needs to buy and sell something you know sooner versus later so you get those clients but it's finding other ways then to interact with people and just it's kind of like you're just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks but you'd be surprised how much sticks if you do it that way
0: right right I think you're right it's a it's a a confidence level and it gives you more to talk about because I can't tell you many people times people have said to me you know oh yeah you know there's a house on such and such street you know or there's a house on my street and and want to know if I knew about it or I had seen it. And, of course, I hadn't. And I'm like, no, I have no clue. I don't even know where that street is, you know. And whereas if I had, you know, it made a world of difference. And exactly. uh, I, I just finished talking to Mike Sloan, my partner back in Maryland, who, you know, bought my team business. And he was telling me he just sold a million and a half dollar house uh, recently where you know, the only reason that they used him was because he had previewed a bunch and he knew like the back of his hand everything that was on the market. So so he was such the expert and they had actually listed the house with another agent, the, their house that they wanted to sell, but they bought through him the much more expensive house, because he was such a, he he just had so much more knowledge and had so much more to talk about when he called them rather than, can I be your agent? He was talking about houses like, oh my God, you know, this house here has an incredible backyard where the agent they were listed with didn't, you know, have any knowledge or didn't do any of that. And that's really what closed the deal for him. So it's the same thing.
1: Yeah. It's kind of that whole go-giver mindset. You know, there's that book out there, The Go-Giver. It's like, You're showing up with knowledge and looking for ways to add value and help, and that will automatically turn into business.
0: Podcast Nation. Boy, listen, the emails, Facebook comments, everything is blowing up with regards to episode 500. Dale Archdeacon and Sam Monreal, the premier experts on real estate leads, in the world i would say we're on and it was a phenomenal show they have a class on rebus university they have three classes that are being offered at 195 bucks each the certified outbound lead specialist certified inbound lead specialist and the certified isa manager course all with a ton of videos a ton of tests and a ton of special downloads to help you build your outbound leads, your inbound leads, and your ISA teams. And so we are offering them for 100 people only. 100 people only, we're giving a bundle. And in that bundle, you're gonna get all three, and you get them all three for 495 bucks. or you can buy them separately for 195 bucks each. You know, take the shortcut. Avoid all the mistakes. You know, the right way to do it From the beginning, right out of the gate, turn key and easy, improve your lead conversion, improve your ROI, more commission dollars. I mean, just get the roadmap from proven experts. Your return on investment of $495 is tenfold just from one sale, maybe 20fold just from one sale. I mean, the cost of this course has a massive return on investment, a massive one. Look at the five-star reviews on rebusuniversity.com of all of our other courses, and you'll see that uh, we don't make crap. We make courses that are phenomenal, and these are some of the best. We have a 100% money-back guarantee, and again, it's proven experts who walk the talk. They don't just teach it. They're in the trenches every day. Now, when I did the interview with them on episode 500— They offered their emails to the world, and I'm like, dude, you do not want this. This could be a mistake. I said, let's just make this bundle. We'll make it 100 people for the bundle. We'll close it after 100, and anybody that gets the bundle will give them out your emails. So that's what we're going to do. Not only do you get the bundle, but you're going to get their private emails so you can email them questions. You have as you go along or just email them and say hello. And that will be only for the first hundred people that jump on this. One way to get it, and that's just the text bundle. Text bundle, B-U-N-D-L-E to 444-999. Just text bundle to 444-999. Get the ISA manager course, the outbound lead, and the inbound lead course. All in one. This one is one of the best. Trust me. That's bundle. (laughs) That's bundle to 444-999. Text the word bundle now. So now you got them on this, you know, Excel sheet, right? You've labeled Mm -hmm. them warm, which is you know, not just randoms, right? Not just someone you spoke to, but someone who has clearly indicated that they have an intention to sell in the near future or a year, two years. And then what do you do?
1: So every Monday, I'm going to look at that list and ask myself, what can I do to serve this person and move them through the funnel? Right. And for, you know, if you've got a, a buyer who's maybe or a seller who's a couple months out, that answer is going to be pretty clear. You know, if you've got somebody who might be a year out, you know, the answer will be different. And for someone who's further out, I'll kind of alternate. And it may not be every week, right? If somebody's a year out, You might not need to contact them every single week, but I want to make sure every other week at the very least once a month. And sometimes it's going to be more of just a social contact of, you know, hey, Mother's Day is coming up or Memorial Day. You know, I just wanted to reach out and say hello, wish you a great time, that kind of thing. And then I'm also going to set up a search in our MLS so that anytime any kind of activity happens in their neighborhood that's going to be of interest to them or relevant to them, I can send them a note on that, right? And make myself look like the expert.
0: Yeah. So it's just a matter of, and obviously you're not calling everybody every Monday, but you're going through this list and you're updating it. Like if if I'm on that list, what, mm-hmm. how often are you going to call me?
1: Yeah, It's going to depend on how far out you are. You Let's know, say I'm a year out.
0: Let's say I'm a year yeah. out. Because I think a lot of people nowadays are addicted to these leads where they just throw them away right away. Not real, not real, not real, not real. So let's say yeah. it's a year, it's 18 months out.
1: Then every two to three weeks, you're going to hear from me. Um, and it, it, like I said, it might be something super little of, hey, i just thinking about you. I hope you have a great weekend. But you're going to hear from me continuously.
0: Hmm. So even though I'm 18 months out, you're going to call me every two to three weeks. And so mm-hmm. what, how are you going to keep from, you know, the people out there wondering, and I mm-hmm. I, I got telepathy, I can tell. um, the listeners are wondering, what are you going to say so that you're not like totally awkward?
1: So, and you know, if you're that far out, I'm going to kind of layer it right one week time. I might text you another time. It might be a phone call. It might be an email. So if you've got that, um, search set up in your MLS to alert you anytime something happens in their neighborhood, that could be a lot of contacts right there, right? That could be upwards of three contacts for one listing. The first one is, hey, this place came on the market. Um, Just wanted to let you know. By the way, I'm going to go preview it on Tuesday. Do you want to come by with me? Let's go check it out. Then you send, then it goes under contract. Hey, they got an offer. I'll track it, let you know what they sold for. Then it closes. Hey, they just sold. Wanted to let you know, right? So that's three just for every listing in their neighborhood. Could be, hey, Memorial Day is coming up. I just wanted to wish you a great time, Right. You know, so it's, I'm going to alternate in between or maybe they're big wine drinkers. Hey, I was it a winery this weekend that has an amazing Chardonnay? And I know you're a Chardonnay drinker. Just was thinking about you, wanted to call and say hello, right? Sometimes it's it's super little stuff. And a lot of it, they you also have to know that a lot of it they won't respond to, right? Especially if they're 18 months out. But what I can tell you after 21 years in the business is I can't tell you how often somebody who is like radio silence, for the longest time, but I'm consistent with reaching out. Well, all of a sudden they call you when they need you, right? Like, Hey, yeah, yeah. By the way, let's get together and do something.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I love the idea of the houses right in their area <laughs> or in their neighborhood, because it gives you a crutch. And I think agents are more apt to call and more apt to take action with crutches. And so that's a mm-hmm. huge crutch. You're like, Hey, this house came on the market. Right when they probably just drove by it, right, and were curious, right. and and then they're going to be like, "Hey Nicole, that's funny. I just drove by that, and I was curious how much that thing was."
1: It's, yes, exactly. Especially in today's internet age, they're they're probably quite honestly getting the alerts themselves. So it's important that they know that you're on top of it as well.
0: Yeah. So okay, so let's talk about some of the experience you've had over the last 21 years. I'm sure there's times when you've gotten your head kicked in. You know, what's what's a failure that you've had? In, in the business? And how did you overcome that come out from it? And what'd you learn?
1: Well, yeah, certainly, you don't do anything for this long without having some <laughs> bummer days. <laughs> I think one of the biggest mistakes that I made early in my career was um, not communicating with both parties in a transaction. Meaning I had a listing. And as is sometimes often the case, you know, anytime there was a it was a husband and a wife, there's usually one person that kind of takes the lead and the other person lets the, you know, run with it. So in this case, the husband was kind of an exec. He was off run, you know, working and he's like, yeah, just run it all through my wife. Well, it was when our market was slower and we quite frankly overpriced it. And then we got to the point where we needed to do a price reduction. Long story short, at the end of the day I ended up losing that listing Mm. because while I had been working my butt off and connecting with the wife, the husband, you know, she wasn't communicating that back to the husband. And so at the end of the day, he feels like I'm completely in it and not getting it done.
0: And not as connected to you because he never spoke to you.
1: So it's easier
0: for him to fire you.
1: Yes. Then admit that he overpriced his property. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, because you made the connection with the wife. So the wife was probably like, oh, my God you know, all the work she's done. And, and I really connected with her and, you know, felt an affinity towards you. The husband, you're just a random to the husband. So he's like, "I'll, I'll fire her. I don't care. So, so what did you do after that? So that that doesn't happen today?
1: So my policy now is always, I need everybody's contact information and I communicate with all parties. Um, and that is where email is great, right? Um, meaning, so the first appointment, and I have a couple like that now, right? But the deal was, we I had to meet with both people at the beginning. We're both on board. You know, I really run everything through the wife because the husband's an executive, but I have everybody's email, so anytime she and I meet or have a conversation or anytime time something happens, there's always an email follow up that everybody gets the email on. So nobody's left out. He knows exactly what's going on so that anytime something comes up, it's very, you know, we're all on the same page, right? And I also have to admit, you know, I'm married. If you leave it to me to deliver the message to my husband, I guarantee I'm going to filter that message to get the result I want. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. Yeah, yeah. So so now the pressure's off. Everybody gets the same information. And I've never had an issue with it since. Um, And the reality is, is that that other person, sometimes it's radio silence. Sometimes you never hear back from them. But you know that they got all the information. Yeah, and that
0: doesn't mean they're not reading it.
1: Well, and the other thing to know is usually the quiet person has way more decision-making power than you realize.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Wow. Let that one sink in. That's a pearl. The quiet person has way more decision-making power than you realize.
1: It's true. So it's really important that you keep them in the loop because heaven forbid something does go awry, you're going to need them to know that you've been working your butt off the whole time.
0: Hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about listing appointments. Okay. So, um, how do you, as a single agent, compete successfully and win listings over someone who comes in and says, you know, I'm, I'm number one, look at me, I'm, I have a big team, blah, blah, blah.
1: You know, I, um, and I, I don't know if it helps because I'm always referred, although even with being referred, I still do tend to compete quite a bit. I think there's a couple main things. One, you have to know to your core the value that you bring. Um, and I will be totally honest, early in my career, I didn't have that self-confidence and I was a listing buffoon. I couldn't get a listing to save my life. <laughs> now um, I'm a phenomenal listing agent, but I show up, it's a very simple presentation, but it's all geared towards stories about how it's going to make a difference for them. Meaning I think a lot of agents show up with, with their stats, which is great, but it's their stats in terms of hey, I'm amazing. And look at all this stuff that I do. Nobody really care. Your client doesn't care about that. They mm. care about how are you going to make this process better? How are you going to make them more money? And how are you going to make this happen as fast as possible? Because even your sellers who say they have a bunch of time, give them two weeks of being on the market and having people come through their house. And they're over it.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Right. They don't care. They're over. All, no. Yeah, you're right. They're over all the hype after two weeks. And it's and it's not sold, and it's you know and and then the showings die down, which they always do after two two or three weeks so so can you give me some specifics uh like someone's listening, they're a solo agent, they want to know how to beat the team mm-hmm. um, like what specifically do you know in your core that you'd say there to to get them to to not be you know oversold by numbers and oversold by hype and and to want? to deal with you?
1: So, you know, even if you're a solo agent, you have your own numbers and the big ones you want to look at are your list to sales price ratio relative to the market and your days on market relative to the market, because those are really the stats that should matter to a seller. And those are the ones you want to be spinning more than, you know, the 50 or 100 or 200 listings that somebody else might do but you really just want to get in there and focus on what are the things that you're going to do and how is that going to translate for your seller meaning you know okay so everybody does pictures right or at least in my market everybody does professional pictures but but why do you do that and really articulating that to a seller you know you do it because that's people virtually tour their home before they physically tour your home so those pictures are going to determine if they get in the car and drive why do you do a video? A video a movement allows people to emotionally connect not only to the house, but to the neighborhood, right? And and really getting in there and talking about those types of things and answering the questions of how are you going to maximize exposure. I'm in a, a market where right now our listing inventory is very low. So really the majority of our houses sell in multiple offers. But even then, not everything sells in multiple offers. And even though things might go over asking price, there's different ways you can maximize that, right? Do you do an offer review date? How do you do your open houses? And then more than importantly than anything else, what do you do between the time when those offers come in and you meet with your sellers? Um, some of the biggest value I provide to my sellers right now is as soon as, and you do this with even any, if you just have one offer, but you know if you've got multiple offers, you know, the first thing you do is you call all the other agents, you see if you can generate additional activity, you see if you can leverage any of those offers into something better for your client, whether it's price or terms or both. But all of that can make a huge difference in their final result and in their net that they make when they walk away from that transaction.
0: I love that. I love that. Okay, so uh, let's wrap this up, Nicole, with our flagship question. And that is this, If, if I put you on a reality TV show of sorts, And I put you with nine other real estate agents. Mm -hmm. And you all were in an area where there was commerce, people were buying and selling homes, but no one knew anyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone was new, there was no sphere of influence. There was everybody is a random new person. I gave you each a thousand bucks. I gave you each a laptop computer, and I gave you each a cell phone, and I said, okay you guys have three months and whoever sells the most amount of houses in three months gets $10 million. Mm -hmm. How are you going to sell the most amount of houses?
1: I would preview the heck out of the market. So I knew what I was talking about. I'd get online with social media and find the groups that are relative to that area and start going in and connecting with those people. And I would, it's a full on contact sport. I would just be out there connecting with as many people as I possibly can adding value, whether that's open houses, volunteering for groups, the best, the best thing is anytime you can have overlap, right? When you do open houses in the same area, when you're volunteering for a group that ideally meets, you know, if it's weekly, monthly something, so you're getting to know people, the one off networking thing, where you're going to see somebody and then maybe not see them for another six months, that's a waste of time. But all of those things are, you know, relatively free right? That you can get out there and just start connecting with people.
0: That's awesome. I love it. I love it. And I think it will work because it's all, like you said, free, right? Yeah. And you only have a thousand each, so you got to use your money sparingly. So that that's great. I love it. I love what you've done. Listen, best of luck to you. If I'm ever out that way towards Washington state, uh, we'll make sure we get together and break some bread. And uh, thanks
1: so much for coming on. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It was great.
0: Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We're so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also... Don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already, Six Steps to Seven Figures, A Real Estate Agent's Guide to Building Wealth and Creating Your Destiny, with an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name, I'm everywhere. And easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday. But in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts,
1: visit c-suiteradio.com.